Good morning, Tapestry. It is good to be back with you on yet um, another Sunday morning, at least with you as much as we can be. Um, we are wrapping up this series today, and I'm not going to go into any review on it um, of all of the things that we've covered over the last month and almost a half now. Uh, but if you've not watched any of the previous uh, services, I, I uh, encourage you, um, go to Facebook, go to YouTube, go to somewhere where we've put it and, and watch it because there, there's something for everybody in the things that we have covered uh, up to this point in the series. But, but today, we're going to end with a bang. We're going to talk about what may be the most um, devastating of all of the emotions that we have to deal with, um, and that is anger. Um, this is an emotion that, that is really surfacing during this time of the pandemic. Uh, and there are a lot of reasons for it, but domestic violence has risen and, and it's a hard, you're having to draw a lot of information and data from, from hospitals and reporting agencies. And so the numbers aren't totally clear yet, but <clears throat> It's trending up. Some people are estimating that domestic violence incidents are up uh, over 30% during this time um, in this pandemic. And the strange thing about anger is that we all know what it's like um, to get angry in a moment, right? Something happened, it makes you mad, it was wrong, you know, we all know that, but, but most of us also know what it's like to carry anger with us, right? To carry anger with us. And if you don't know what that's like, odds are you know somebody who is carrying anger with them, right? You, you see them and you're like, you're just like, they are, they're always mad. They're always, they're always on edge, the slightest little thing will set them off. You know, everybody's always walking on eggshells around them. We, you know, we say things like, they, they've got a short fuse. Um, and when we're around those people and you know those people, you're like, you know, and I, and I know it's not my fault, but they blame me for things and they direct their anger towards me. And many of us have different, um, different arenas in our life uh, in which anger arises. Right? We may be fine in one environment, um, but completely different in another environment. Right? My, um, you know, to be honest, most of you would stop attending or watching Tapestry if you observed me working on my truck trying to get it running again. You know, I, I'm not good in that environment when it comes to my anger. Um, you know, you, you may be fine at home, but you become an angry person when you get to work. Or, or maybe that's flipped. You know, maybe you're fine at work, but, but when you get home, you're, you're on edge and everybody and everything just kind of makes you angry. What, what is that? What is that? We're, we're going to talk about that. But the bottom line is this, is that you don't have to carry the emotion of anger. But in order to stop carrying it, it, it's not a quick fix. And it'll take work. And it's difficult work. 
So most of us instead just elect to carry our anger with us throughout our life from relationship to relationship to relationship. Uh, if, if you've got a Bible that you're reading along with at home, Ephesians chapter four is where we're gonna start out today. And the most encouraging thing um, about these verses um, is that they give us hope. At least they give me hope. They, they were written by a man who, who knew what it meant uh, to be hurt and to be, be mistreated, uh, to have things to be angry about. And this letter's being written from prison. And so from prison, it gives us the insight on dealing with this emotion of anger. And it gives us hope because it lets us know um, that anger is not merely a matter of circumstances. That is what's going on around you because so many of us, the anger is the thing on the outside. Just like we talked about last week, you know, that, that we think jealousy is something on the outside. You know, something happens, it makes us angry. It, it's not that. It, 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 anger is something that has roots deep inside of you. It's an internal issue, right? But that's good news because since it's an internal issue, that means there are things that you can do to get rid of it. And if that isn't motivating to you, I promise you, it's motivating to the people around you that there's something that you can do to get rid of it. And you're going to love the first two words of this passage. This is a, this is a command. The first couple words, be angry. Be angry, right? <laughs> like, I mean, that, there it is. That can be your life verse. If you, if you haven't picked out a life verse in the Bible yet, you, you can do this one. Be angry, that's my verse. Then when you're going around being angry, and people are like, why are you being so angry? You'd be like, I'm being biblical, ah! Right? <laughs> um, but, but it doesn't stop there. <clears throat> be angry and yet do not sin. And this is great because this is realistic, right? Uh, Paul says, look, there are going to be times when things happen that make you angry, right? It's, it's unavoidable. There are going to be moments in life of high frustration, right? And the command is not, do not be angry, right? You could have just written, oh, anger is bad. Do not be angry, but how realistic is that, right? That's not realistic at all. No, the command is not do not be angry. The issue isn't when you feel that emotion of anger. That, that, that's, that's not the issue. The issue is once the emotion surfaces and you have those feelings, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? And, and then Paul gives us this word picture. It says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. And here's what that means. It means do not let the things that you're angry about today carry into tomorrow. Right? Don't, don't, don't allow yesterday's anger to hang around today. And this is an original, this is not original with Paul. This was a well-known saying in that culture and in that time, and he takes the well-known phrase and he brings it into this discussion on anger. And the point was this, do not 
carry your anger any longer than is necessary. <coughs> Be angry, but get rid of it as quick as you can. And if possible, don't let the sun set on it. Certainly don't carry it from one relationship into another relationship. And then Paul dips into his theology. He says, don't let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. And that Greek word translated devil is literally translated the accuser. And this is kind of this is kind of Paul's uh, code word for the devil, and so the NIV just put in devil instead of the accuser. Now, um, I don't know um, if you believe in a literal devil. Um, most Americans believe in God. Uh, most Americans believe in heaven, um, but relatively small number of Americans believe in the devil. Um, but you don't have to believe in the devil for this principle to be relevant to you, right? Paul says, when you carry anger, not, not when you just, something happens to you and you get mad for a minute. No, he's talking about the anger you carry with you. When you carry anger, you give the devil an opportunity, an opportunity. It's as if you open up the door to your heart, which your heart is, <laughs> is the Bible's way of describing kind of your emotional center. Um, it says you open the door to your heart and you say, come on in, make a home, right? Come on. And as long as you choose to carry anger, you leave the door wide open. Now you may not believe in the devil, but, but here's what you know. You know that anyone Anyone you know that carries anger with them wreaks havoc everywhere they go. They wreak havoc because free-flowing anger destroys relationships. And the biblical explanation for that is that the person who carries anger has given the devil an opportunity to basically set up camp in their life. Now, another way to understand this is to go back to what we've said earlier in the series, right? Remember when we started looking at these issues through the lens of the debt-debtor relationship? Well, anger may be the best one to look at this way. We, we talked about guilt was I owe someone, I owe you. Jealousy is God owes me. A anger, anger's best looked at through this lens as you owe me. You owe me and I'm angry about it. And the reason this is true is this. Whenever you are hurt or whenever you are offended, there's a sense that something has been taken from you. Right? At work, someone, you know, you get mad at people if someone takes your idea or takes credit for something that you did and in your, perhaps in your childhood, perhaps your, your parents took from you the opportunity to have a normal whole childhood, right? For some of you, maybe an ex-spouse took from you the, the, the uh, marriage and a dream of the life that you wanted to have. Every time you're offended, every, every time you're hurt, you feel something has been taken from you 
And as a result, you feel that you are now owed something. You're now owed something. And anger is not an open emotion, even though we experience it as an emotion. Anger is an open account. It's an open account. And we keep that account open in the form of anger until what was taken from us is restored. Now, listen, the worst thing that we can do is to allow the sun to go down on our anger. And and not literally the sun on a single day, but on a season of our life. To carry the emotion of anger that, that, that was carried in one period, that was created in one period of life, to carry that into the next stage of life, I, I mean, that, that, that's devastating. To, to carry anger that was created in childhood into adolescence, right? To carry anger created in adolescence into um, our single adult world. To carry that anger from the single adult world into, into a marriage and then to carry it into a second marriage. Whenever you allow the sun to set on a season of your life and you carry anger into the next season, you open the door and run the risk of destroying relationships for the rest of your life. And here's why. When the sun sets on a season of your life and you have not resolved your anger, it becomes very easy to lose sight of the original source of your anger. Right? That that is, you get to a new season of life and the people in that new season and the people around you in that new stage of life, um, they, they they just make you mad. They just annoy you and it's all the people who are around you in this new season and they're walking on eggshells around you and they don't know what they've done and they don't know how to fix it. And you think it's them, but it's not them. You brought that anger with you into that new season of life. Right, And when you move from season to season to season in your life and you don't resolve the anger that you are picking up, it just ends up being released onto whoever happens to be around you in the next stage of life. And the problem is that there's nothing that they can do about it. Right, They can't close that account because that account is not theirs to close. It's somebody else's account. Somebody else owes you something. They don't owe you anything. And so they can't do anything about it. And listen, we carry anger from one season to the next, to the next. And some of us get to the point where we can't even remember who we were originally angry at. We're just now angry people. And that's why, that's why I, I can't tell you the, the number of marriages that I've seen that, that, that were destroyed by anger that was carried into the relationship. And why do you think counselors, when you go to a counselor to try and work through this stuff, why do you think counselors try to go back as far in your life as they can to find the source of hurt, to find the original root 
of your anger and the things that you're dealing with. It's because people carry anger from season to season to season and never deal with it. So if you were God, right, and you loved you like God loves you, and you understood all of this, what would you say to you? What would be your word of advice? It's why the next verse is not a surprise. Right? I'll admit, the next verses may seem insensitive, but they're not a surprise. Here's what Paul tells us. From prison, mind you, about anger. Listen to this command, verse 31. Get rid of. That's pretty clear, isn't it? If you were to go back to the Greek and literally translate that, it means get rid of right? Get rid of all, all. And the interesting thing about the way Greek writing works is that if you want to emphasize something, you put it at the beginning of the sentence. And Paul puts this word for all at the beginning of the sentence. But get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander along with every form of malice. And he's saying, you know how sometimes you have to clean out your attic? or clean out your basement and get rid of something, you need to clean out your emotions of anger. Right? You need, to, you need to clear it out. You know how you take trash to the corner? We'll take your anger out with us. And we go, wait, 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 wait. Andy, wait, wait. Paul, wait. Just wait. It's not that simple. Which Paul might say, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No, 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 no. No, it's not. No, it's not. Let me tell you my story. Because Andy, if I tell you my story, you will see that my anger is justified. And I would say, okay, but just to let you know, right? When you get done with your story, I'm going to look at you and be like, yeah, I see that anger. Now get rid of it. Get rid of it. See, here's the thing. We get all tangled up with who's to blame. Right, who's to blame? And you know what's interesting? If you got bad news from the doctor, um, if you were in a doctor visit and the doctor came in and said, I've got really bad news, you've got cancer, your concern is not who's to blame for you having cancer. Your concern is, how do I get rid of it? How do I get past it, right? But when it comes to our emotions, we spend so much time defending them because of how we got them instead of saying, I don't want to carry this another day. How do I get rid of this? How do I get rid of it? Right? We choose to keep the emotions that will destroy us and destroy the relationship around us um, over the issue of blame. And we feel if we get rid of it, here's... I'm going to really dig at you for a minute here. And we feel if we get rid of it, that we're letting the other person off the hook. That person that owes me something, if I get rid of it, if I'm not mad at them anymore, they got away with it. They got away with it. Why? Because they owe me something. And if I'm not mad because my mad is, my anger, that, that's me holding on for payment of what they owe me. It's me hanging on for payment. And if they don't pay, it's not fair. 
It's not fair. Listen, getting rid of anger bypasses the issues of fairness. Getting rid of anger bypasses the issue of being paid back, right? Fairness and being paid back are no longer the supreme value, right? Getting rid of anger is now more important. But here's the big lie in all of this. Do you realize that you could never be paid back anyway? You can't. And this is the the flip side of the coin that we were talking about with guilt. In the same way that you, you would owe somebody else and you can't pay them back what you took, you can't really be paid back for the things that have been taken from you. Right? If those people who hurt you came to you today and said, how do I make it up to you? You honestly would probably have no idea. Right? Because you can't give a childhood back. You can't give a reputation back. You can't give a sense of security back. Uh, you can't give a, a self positive self-image back. You can't give a marriage back. Those things can't be given back. And sure, we would appreciate the apology, but that doesn't balance the account. And, and <laughs> God, God might just chuckle and say, I've got an idea why don't we just close the account? Instead of being so hung up on balance, why don't we just close it? Why don't we let it go? Why don't we just forgive? Because forgiveness breaks the power of anger. Well, yeah, Andy, that that sounds great, but how? Okay, you say it's possible. How, how, How can I do that? Well, here's, here's three things that can help get you headed in the right direction. The first is this. Identify the person that you're angry with. And there I go again, ending a sentence with a proposition. Identify the person with whom you are angry. The temptation is for us to always look in the immediate vicinity. I feel the emotion of anger. Let me look around and see who it is. Ah, it's them. I found them. We don't tend to go much further than that. That's how we handle it. But would you be willing to go back to previous seasons in your life and really ask that question? Really figure out who and when the root of your anger is? Because most of us are carrying anger at someone in our past. And the people in our present are feeling it. Here's another thing that you need to do that would help you decide what was taken from you. Right? What is it that you think you are owed? What was taken from you? And most people skip right past this one. But go back and figure out specifically what they owe you. And again, the thing that was taken from you or the thing that was done, that's not what you're really mad about. You're really mad. You're really what was taken from you was something underneath the surface. And you need to figure out what that is. Most people skip this part. 
They just know they're mad at somebody because something happened, but they don't take the time to identify why they're really hurt. What was really taken from them? And this is, listen, this is not a quick process. This is not a, I'm going to say a prayer and let's figure this out and it's all done. This is, you may spend a week or four making the list and figuring out what was taken from you. And one of the reasons we have trouble forgiving people is because we don't really know what it is we are forgiving. And here's the third thing. Cancel the debt. Cancel the debt. Decide to forgive. Now, this isn't easy and this isn't instantaneous. And some of you may need to make a ceremony out of it. Something that symbolically lets it go, you know, writing it out and burning it or burying it out in the backyard so that, it, you know, put a marker over it so that every time you see that marker, it reminds you that, you know, no, no. No, I am not going to hold on to that. They do not owe me. Every time you feel that emotion of anger rising up, you can look at that marker where you buried it and be like, no, I'm not going to allow this emotion of anger to control me in the same way that Christ canceled my debt. I'm canceling theirs. Some of you may need to do that. Some of you need to make a big deal out of this. Um, The process of forgiving to the point that you no longer feel that emotion of anger rising up inside of you, um, just at the very thought of that person or that event, that, that can take a long time. It could take a long time. Do not think that this is quick. And do not think that this is easy. But the sooner that you start the process, the sooner you are free from that emotion. And then we need to make a habit of not allowing the sun to set on our anger. Right? We need to develop the life habit of not keeping open accounts of anger. As we have been forgiven, so we must choose to forgive those around us, those who hurt us, those who take things from us. So, so here's the question. Is this something you struggle with? If you're not sure, ask the people, ask the people next to you. Are you mad at anyone? Do you have a short fuse and don't know why? Do you get angry at the smallest thing and then blame those who are around you for your anger? If so, the next question is this. Are you willing to do the heavy lifting to, to, to ask the difficult questions, to refuse to allow anger to dwell in you for the next season and the next season and for the rest of your life. How long do you plan on carrying your anger? Because you have the opportunity to carry it no more but you've got to decide to lay it down. Get rid of all angerness, bitterness, and rage. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father,
Lord, I, I don't know about everybody watching, but God, th this is something that I have dealt with and am dealing with in my life. And it can be so difficult. God, you are faithful to when we follow the principles laid out in the scriptures, you are faithful to come through on your end of the deal. And Lord, I pray that for anyone watching who is dealing with the issue of anger, that God, they begin to recognize the damage that it is causing in their life, the damage that it is causing to those around them. And that they begin to recognize it in themselves and recognize that the problem is way deeper than just those who are around them. And Lord, may they have the strength and the courage to begin to do the hard work of rooting out that anger and carrying it no more. Because God, it is an emotion that can control us. It is emotion that can destroy us. But that is not what you have for us. Lord, let us do what is necessary to lay down our anger. And may we experience life and life more abundant that you promise us. Lord, I thank you for your mercy and for your grace. In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope you have a safe week and we look forward to seeing you again next week.